1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing. And more. If you talk about anything you want to talk about today that's in the headlines. Stocks are rising today. Okay, nice. Nasdaq up twenty three, Dow up fifty five, SP five hundred up eight. April's turning out to be a good month so far. Okay, nice. Because January, February, March was till. So now we start looking for like problems. Because when it's this good it's not that good. Well no, when it's this good, it ain't gonna be this good every month month of April has an established history of being a good month for the stock market. S&P 500's up. Things are looking good. Positive disposition out of Europe. Italy's installing a new government. Austerity measures could be tempered. ECB could cut its interest rates on Thursday. Sweet! We got that coming up. And it's Okay. Bank of England meeting on Thursday. April employment situation on Friday. Yep, we got that first Friday of the month coming up where we see employment in the United States. I think it's kind of like the biggest Friday in the stock market right now because the story is things are getting better because we're slowly out of jobs. There's also some side stories like, hey, housing's rocking and rolling. Hey, Autos are doing okay. Markets around the world are expecting banks to keep basically rates low. Now, I can go, boo-hoo, I'm taking my bat and ball and going home, or I can play the game. And right now I'm playing the game. Am I going to wake up one Monday morning and be 50% poorer? I don't think so. And am I going to wake up at some point in time when the, the central banks of the world start telegraphing the raising interest rates? I do. I think it will be a telegraph, and I do think it will change the way you invest. Will it be the same old, same old? Probably not. Will it be long, big blue chip companies that are diversified around the world that pay a nice dividend better than what you're getting at a 10-year treasury? Maybe. I'm not going to say it right now because I don't know. And it's not me lying to you. That's not me misleading you. That's me saying, look, this game is going to change, and we all know it's going to change. And when it does, do we favor health care? Do we favor energy? Do we favor technology? I don't know. I don't know what the products are going to be out there. You know, in the last 10 years, we've changed the way we consume energy in the United States. Oil's not as sexy as it used to be. Slightly less sexy. Now that's like 25-year-old, <clears throat> 30-year-old, 30 35. When do you lose your sex appeal? I don't know. Oil to me has still got most of the mojo going. It's just not got all that in a bucket of chicken. I love buckets of chicken. So energy will change. Tech will change. You were not born with an Apple iPod in your hand. You will not die with an Apple iPod in your hand. You will evolve. You will change ever so slightly here, there, everywhere. And that's okay. Be ready with the change. Don't get locked into something that you feel like it's going to kill you. Markets in Japan and China were closed today to observe public holidays. A number of confidence indicators confirmed the ongoing economic malaise over the euro. All the problems that are in Europe were like, "Eh, it's okay, it's jobs in America. There's a company in China that's Backed by Berkshire Hathaway called BYD. And they began manufacturing electric buses at a facility in California in order to take advantage of U.S. federal government subsidies that cover up to 80% of the cost of electric buses. A lot of people think that this is a little bit more than a marketing gimmick. That America's putting their money where their mouth is and trying to get more green. I don't know if electric vehicles are green. Don't yell at me hippies. I'm just saying what the headlines look like. Personal income came out this morning, and for the month of March, it climbed two-tenths of a percent. A little bit below expectations. Spending grew two-tenths of a percent. A little bit above expectations. Both the numbers are down sharply from February. One thing about as this year gets a little bit older, one of the problems... Is as this market gets a little bit older, as we're waiting for these jobs to improve, we're also learning that, like, hey, we're paying higher taxes. I can't say the S word, but hey, we're paying higher taxes. That's not
1: cool.
2: Like, what else? <laughs> That's not cool, right? Are you with me? Gets me. It's gotta choose a side. Take a look at the market numbers. The SP 500's is up eight, the Dow's up fifty five, the Nasdaq's up twenty-three. Searching for the big story of the day. I don't think there is that big of a story today. It's got the third weeks of earnings season feel all over it. When you go to bigstory.com, it's like eh. There's no big story today. You know, maybe it's again that we're deep in the month and we continue to rally. When you see the Dow's up 63, the Nasdaq's up 29, like, whew. You know, I saw some side stories today like capitalism is killing our morals. Duh. I don't do a show on morals. I wish I did. I don't. Pending home sales rose 1.5% a month in month of March. That's a nice number. Contracting activity has been in a narrow range in the last couple months. There's a huge demand out there, but there's also a limited supply. Little movement expected in the near-term closings because no one's putting their house up for sale. A sale is listed as pending when the contract has been signed out, but the transaction is not closed. Other big stories out there today, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Upbeat. The New York Jets have released Tim Tebow. They traded for him a year ago. Their quote is, unfortunately, things did not work out the way we had hoped. Tim is extremely hard worker, evident by the shape he came back in the offseason. We wish him the best moving forward. So sorry, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Chasey Penney's has got a crazy good loan. We'll talk about that. Maybe. I don't care. You tell me. Drop me an email, You're rob at you are just robblack your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM
1: 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're taking a look through the Santa Cruz Mountain. 604461. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM1220, KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Talking top stories of the day, business stories of the day. BlackBerry shares rise. An analyst upping his forecast based on the number of BlackBerry 10 devices shipped. In the May quarter, it's going to jump to 2.75 million from expectations of 2 million. There's a phrase that almost makes me laugh and pee myself just a little bit. The analyst said pent up demand for the new Q10. There's some pent-up demand, but can we really be talking about it from a Wall Street perspective? I don't think so. Will it compete with smartphones from Samsung and Apple? I don't think so. Be cautious, you know? Be cautious. Before we went to break, I said J.C. Penney's has got a big loan so that they can continue to run their business. Part of it is they've put their stores up as collateral. It's not a good sign. That's not investing in strength. That's investing in, whoa, they survived that round of problems. There's a company called Bayer who's buying Conceptus. And you're like, whoa, that's a fun name, right? Conceptus. A surgery free, permanent birth control method. Companies intending to expand its range of short-term, long-term, and permanent contraceptive solutions for women with a deal Since the 1950s, and it could have been before this, birth control's been around. It's been a product. It's not changed a lot. I saw Bill Gates offering some sort of crazy reward for the Person comes up with the next generation of prophylactic. So, Conceptus has a next generation birth control. It's called E Sure, it's a permanent solution. It's surgery free, it's hormone free. It's expected the deal to close by 2013. Bayer's committing a lot of money to augmenting its organic growth with strategic acquisitions that are kind of bolt on to their own strategy. We're all grown adults. We can talk about this. Will the business of birth control be around 10 years from now? Probably will be. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? As an investor, will the business of Windows be around in 10 years from now? Maybe not. Will an operating system be around that's free? There already is one. Like... I'm not saying... Microsoft is a problem, because I think they're developing some next generation services that will help them in the future, enormously. Will it be as multiple billions of dollars that they're making today? I don't know. But that's one thing you have to look at it in a company is like, uh, what's the product? Who's the management? got to stop buying stocks based on nothing in your head other than I heard it's a good idea. The Greek Parliament on Sunday passed a bill that's going to cut 15,000 civil servants. I, my personal opinion is I don't see how Greece stays in the European Union. I don't see how Cyprus stays in the European Union. I don't see it in their best interest. I see it as a lose-lose scenario. Create a win-win and Leave. So the money for the Greek parliament was part of the European zone officials. And they're saying, look, if you want more money in loans from us, eh, you need to cut some staff. And that makes sense. Like, if you go into a local restaurant and the owner of the restaurant comes out and is like, hey, I need a loan, you're like, I don't want to pay for everyone's Christmas. But I just want to pay for some of So, Fire some people. How many people can you, like, the cost of labor is the biggest cost a business runs into. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We have enough days so far. The S&P 500 up 8, the Dow is up 63, the NASDAQ up 27. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton, to talk an odd topic here. Uh, there's different types of investors, we know that. But let's go with a different total type, people who are single. Most of us don't start saving money until we're married, and we say, I've got to take care of my wife. Most of us don't start saving money until we have kids. We want to leave a bit of a legacy with our savings. But when you're single, you're more of a spender. You're going to concerts. You're going out. You're whining and dining. You're wooing. What's your thoughts on investing and in, in, in saving as a single person?
3: Hmm. Well, <clears throat> m- m- my thoughts, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to invest and, and save while you're single, is, is you find somebody that you might want to marry, start early on on talking about prenuptial agreements. Okay. Um, I met a guy that uh, was involved in a, one of the founding members of a startup, okay. and it was well on its way, got married, didn't do anything on the prenuptial agreement, lost half of what the eventual result was, and, and the marriage only lasted for a couple of years, and it was kind of one of those deals where you couldn't believe what the person did. The, you know, the spouse did in this case, and still lost a lot of what he worked you know fifteen to twenty hours a day on for five to six years of this startup so prenuptial agreements very, very important post post nuptial is yeah i mean it's it's kind of one of those things where if you popular. don't have anything when you get married, the postnuptial is a little bit more involved in you know, what am I going to pay after I, I pass but boy, that's a tough thing to approach though when you're you know first getting married, you don't have kids yet. Whether think, or not yeah. it's going to hold up in court, whether or not both sides really had an attorney, yeah. it's tough. It's I tough
2: personally suffered. don't think it's that tough. I, th- I just think you need to dehumanize it. Like, for instance, I got that frying pan from my mother. Um, I want that in a prenup, and that's a good starting conversation right there. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, a prenup, maybe things don't end as well as we want them to, or, you know, it, it's, it's there for a worst case scenario. It's not there for a best case scenario. Um, now, with that said, being single, you know, you have a lot more costs. Uh, But everyone should max out their 401k when you're single or when you're married. There's some things. You don't need life insurance when you're single. You know, if you die, no one cares. Right. So don't have life insurance. Um, You know, life insurance is there to replace your income for your loved one that you just left. Uh, You know, at one point in time, if I died, my cat would have got my money. That's funny. (laughs) You know, that's the kind of sense of humor that I want to have out there. It's funny. Um, some other areas you know, when you're single is, is do be careful because dating is expensive and you know, trying to find the right partner is important. When you do find that person, um, talk to them about money. A lot of couples don't ever talk about money, and then when it does happen, it, it's a stressful environment, and it doesn't need to be.
3: Do credit checks. I mean, how many times have we run into people? I have a real close friend that a marriage ended because she found out about $60,000 worth of debt that was in place prior to marriage that was yeah. totally hidden totally hidden until the person basically had a breakdown and it all kind of came crashing down. And you marry into that scenario and uh, it could be a problem and again well, something yeah, you fight over. It's because uh, the house was purchased together at the height yeah. and then now her credit is completely screwed as well. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough you know situation. I, you know what
2: I like about credit checks is it could kind of tell you if your spouse is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, if, if the person you're getting ready to marry, you find out she's had like 19 late delinquent charges and you're like whoa, you partied pretty hard because have that many late. So you, you have to almost try.
3: Yeah, well, I've told you the story before about uh, a couple that I could never get the financial plan done because they wouldn't give me the. the they couldn't get the expenses from them. Yeah, and it never finally made. It finally just didn't made sense. So I was sitting with the the one of the clients. The other, the spouse was at work. Sure, and I s- said, Have you ever done a credit check? And we went to annualcreditreport.com, dot com, which is the one free. And I had to sit there with one of the spouses and uncover $100,000 worth of credit card debt that was being hidden. Yeah. And it was like telling you that your spouse has cheated on you for the last 10 years. It's that's, that's I mean, he, I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see a guy in tears because he finds out about that much debt, and his retirement has been put off for about an extra two or three years because of –
2: as a, CF, yeah. as a CFP, did you have to hold them and nurture them and cuddle
3: them? Uh, we were we were looking up. I said, you know, you can't go home and talk to your spouse about this. You need counseling. There's obviously a, a okay. shopping problem here. Don't go home and explode about it. Go speak to a counselor. Approach it almost like an intervention with other family members because it, it was an intervention, and it actually yeah. turned out successful. Um, luckily, they had a ton of equity in their home. And they were able to pay it off and still retire okay. But it was relatively small compared to the overall portfolio, but it was still there, and it was still hidden. And So this segment's oh, turned stuff.
2: into, instead of investing for singles, it's turned into credit check spouses, because they're, probably, oh, li- they're sure. probably lying to you, is <laughs> <laughs> what we've learned. <laughs> my dad died with, uh, with uh, $60,000 of credit card debt, $60,000 of credit card debt that no one knew about, because my dad was kind of a short guy, he was 5'8", and uh, he'd go to like Home Depot and his store on the East Coast called Hackenders, which was Home Depot before Home Depot, and he'd buy power tools because, you know, that gave him kind of like the manly thrill that he couldn't get from being six foot tall. Um, <laughs> with that said, I inherited a bitchin' set of tools, but my mom inherited a lot of credit card debt that she didn't know was there, so that's a, a little bit unfortunate.
3: Yeah, we're in, uh, that that generation too. Is very private about money. You know, like the, it, we're in a generation where fifty percent of marriages fail. People live till they're a hundred years old, so most of the time. Unfortunately, people aren't with the same spouses, so um, be very careful because people that trade houses, spouses, and cars more often than others are the ones that don't retire well.
2: Interesting to note. With that said, I don't want to live to 100 unless I'm like Highlander, and I could live forever (laughs) with a Scottish friend. Um, Scottish ninjas. (laughs) That, odd concept, right? Yes, very odd. Whoever pitched that movie, they had some cojones. With that said, that certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Always have an event coming up, in case you haven't looked recently. One coming up in Pleasanton. It's Thursday night event. It's all about wealth preservation, retirement planning. I know I seem to do a lot of these, and yeah, I guess I've had a good
1: run this year. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in Rob Black and Your
2: Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Personal income comes in, eh, okay. Spending comes in a little bit better. We want people to have incomes to increase. Keep in mind that you and I can't do anything with our retirement unless personal incomes increase. Month of April has this established history of being pretty good for the stock market. Good. We had a rough start and things cleaned up. Shortly thereafter, I don't want to be at a 52-week high. Why? Because we can't always be at a 52-week high. There's buyers and there's sellers. There's winners and there's losers. There's long-term, he got out a little too soon. Maybe he stayed around a little bit too long. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a speculator. SP 500 is up eight. The Dow's up sixty three. The Nasdaq's up twenty seven. Gold's up nine. Oil's at ninety three dollars a barrel. Ten year Treasury sits at under two percent. Sometimes I keep coming back to that same thing of the cost of money is too low. I got to go with that. That stinks a little bit because I. It feels like I'm letting you down a bit, and I'm not. I'm saying. That's one of the things that I factor into my investment decisions. I am not a speculator. I'm not going to go pick up Tim Tebow. The Jets released him. I got no interest. Could he become the greatest experiment of all time? I don't even know. This has been an interesting quarter because, I will be honest with you, revenues are on a lot of people's minds, and if you market weight earnings on a year-over-year basis, earnings are great. Record high corporate profit margins have allowed corporate America to maintain profit growth, even as revenue growth stagnated. And at some point in time, if those profit margins revert back to the mean, we are screwed. Are they sustainable? Could they rise further? One analyst is out today saying that they could. A peak in corporate margins has been forecast by several observers. This is a note out of Citigroup today. They've continually maintained that they're going to peak... Essentially, profitability corrections typically are tied to economic recessions as fixed overhead cost or underabsorbed in the economy, which basically, you're saying, what does that mean? Companies can't reduce employment staff fast enough. Is what it comes down to. Labor, the biggest cost of doing business. In this note, the analyst goes, but the real mistake in view comes from misunderstanding the overall margin environment when removing the tech sector's influence. If you look at the margins excluding tech, it's easy to recognize that margins are higher elsewhere for years from 2008 to 2009 when we were firing people aggressively. There's upside to most other S&P sectors' profit opportunity. So one thing that I try not to do is I try not to be right. I got two emails this weekend saying, look, I heard this story that the dollar is going to lose. It's I've heard this story that... Now is the time to sell everything. I, I, that's not me. I'm not the one throwing that out. Sorry. Wish that were me, but that ain't me. I'm just not that big into the fear angle. Take a look at the market numbers today. Pending home sales rose. Inventory stays low. Inventory is a big deciding factor on home prices, absolutely, no doubt. How many months does it take to sell every home that's out there is critically important. Because if a home stays on the market for three months, the homeowners have three months of payments. Oh, good God. Four months. Ouch! I wanted to get out of here back in December. Six months. I wanted to give. It's down June. You're like I wanted to get out of Christmas. So people tend to drop home prices after about six to seven to months. They tend to raise prices when there's very little inventory out there. Because for better for worse, you're the only home showing. I went for a seven mile run this weekend. And I counted the number of homes for sale, almost none. I saw one that had closed. I counted the number of homes that are are having construction done, and it was a lot. It was over 10. So people are deciding to upgrade their homes. They're not deciding to sell their homes. And that creates very thin inventory. And it is what it is. You know, like, we're not going to sit here and jump up and down. I'm past jumping up and down. Jumped up and down yesterday. Today, not so much. Um, there's some arguments that I just don't get into. And I won't. Genetically modified food, I'm not smart enough. Someone in this audience is. I'm not. Taking a look at like retail numbers, I can tell you, you know, some things make a little bit more sense, some things make a little less. I can look at stories like Yelp and go, eh. I literally get an email or two from people on occasion. They're like, Yelp is trying to kill my small restaurant business, and I'm like, not in my. I, I can't fix that. I'll take a look at like L- Lulu Lemon. And they've got discounts, and that's a company that never has discounts. And they've got a recall of product, and that's a company that's known for pretty good quality product because you're paying a pretty good dollar for it. And they've lost some consumer trust, there's no doubt about it. It's a company worth studying. Let's talk about it and more. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Twelve twenty. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in.
2: Good morning. Rob Black, your money, talking all things financial, money invested, much, much more. I won't talk about that fat kid in the Nike commercials. It's lost a lot of weight. Mm, let's talk about that fat kid in the Nike commercials who's lost a lot of weight. No, 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 no. Let's talk about McDonald's training the idea of all-day breakfast. And the end of society as we know it. Tim Tebow getting cut from the New York Jets. I don't know. Is there another story here? The NBA has got a pretty intimidating stadium. Golden State Warriors. They know how to throw a party. They know how to like pack it in. Steph Curry scored twenty two points in six minutes during the third quarter. And uh, I don't know. I guess the NBA, a lot of yellow. whole lot of yellow going on at at those games. Stocks are rising today. Taking a look. April's great. March is great. February's been good. January, pretty good. You get to a point where you're like, I kind of need a down month. A, I'm not looking so smart. That guy who's got immigrant parents looks as smart as me. That chick over in photocopying looks as good as me. That superpower attorney, oh, she's doing better than me because she's in the right sector. Like I like down mark, down, down months. It, it a down market's okay with, in my book. It humanizes you. It makes you stop and go, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's not be too speculative. SP five hundred's up eight today. Dow's up sixty-five. NASDAQ's up twenty-seven point to ruse. Take a look at the big stories today. I wish I could make this a bigger story. I can't. Income up 2 tenths of a percent. Yeah, I wish it was up more. And I'm going to bore you if I start talking that way. Spending up 2 tenths of a percent, and that was a pretty good number. But it's also shown us that our incomes are getting eaten into by taxes and our spendings getting eaten into by taxes. Compared to last year's tax code, that's just the truth. You're a Republican. I hate you. I'm really not a Republican, but then again, I'm really not a Democrat. There's a lot of truths that I believe in that fall on both sides. My goal is to say I'm unique. My goal is to say that I don't think either party really being effective right now. Transportations are off, and that's a, a bother today. You know, I told you, like, the market's up. Woo! Party. Quick. Get the aids out. I'm going to have a tummy ache after this big party of eating candy all day. And that's the problem. We're eating candy. I once made a horrific mistake of referring to the stock market as Chinese food. I was like, basically, 30 minutes later, you're pooping it out like there's no substance. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Chinese food tastes great, but doesn't doesn't really fill you because it's like... Oh. And I, I basically said something like that. But when you see, like, the transports like J.B. Hunt, Big Trucker, Conway, JetBlue, not doing well. Stock markets, in my opinion, reflect earnings. Earnings reflect economies. Economies based on capitalism tend to do pretty well over time because that's how capitalism works. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. There's some creative destruction involved. As my favorite economist Joseph Schumpeter said, creative destruction. So when I see the transports not participating, I'm like, "Uh, I bet we're going to have a bad week by the end of the week. And again, that's just me talking to the side of my mouth and me speculating that I, I could be totally wrong. Because you know what could happen later this week? Apple could invent the cure for hemorrhoids. Microsoft could invent the new bread slicer. You really, truly never know. You don't. What you do know is that I believe in Capitalism. Therefore, I'm going to diversify my risks. I believe I'm, I've am i got a great paycheck and I'm dating the greatest guy on the planet. Therefore, I'm going to ask him to put a ring on my finger. Like, you know stuff that you believe in. You don't need me to, like, walk you through this. Some big stories that are out there today that are breaking stories. There's really not number of homes on market for sale, it's low, demand's high. We should continue to see real estate do OK in that environment. We're having another session of, of market highs today. That's great. I gave it a, a, an event speech this weekend, and it just kills me. Because one of the things you have to do is be really honest with people. I I sense that people know when you're not. I own a home. The ability of someone to buy my home, they need to make at least 400, maybe $450,000 a year. And that's not the everyday job. So you have to be very, like, understanding, like, I've had this home go up in value, and woo, I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to drink me dos cervezos, por favor. Dos cervezos? What's the word for hundreds? Muy, muy, muy cervezos? Like, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, don't get too crazy. JCPenney's got a bridge loan tied towards, like, uh... What are you even going to say? Their, their own real estate. And that's going to allow them to pay their bills and it's allow them to pay their suppliers. And yeah, that gives them like life support. I don't see wild profitability. I saw a chance for wild profitability under Ron Johnson, and it didn't happen. So now I see them getting back their, their crappy old business model. That was a crappy old business model. I'm like, okay. So I see that stock up on a like, weird day of news. I'm like, I'm not jumping in. No, thank you. Not my cup of tea. I don't, there's some stories that I'll buy. I tend to like revenue. I tend to like revenue. I tend to like revenue. I tend to like earnings. I tend to like revenue. I tend to like earnings. I tend to like margin. Like, there's not a lot that I'm looking for. You could have no teeth, and as long as you got revenue and earnings and a margin improvement, I'm in. I will wait, I will wait for you. A loan that's going to let you pay your suppliers? No, that's not enough for me. You just Rob Black, and your money, the Wall Street Business Network.
1: 1220 KDOW traffic. This bear. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: You want to push on a regular basis is do something you love. It's not that hard of a concept and it's a genius concept. If you're going to sing, be a great singer. Work at it. Get good at it. There's a phrase in basketball that you want to be like Mike. Basketball Hall of Famer. Married a 35-year-old former model in Palm Beach, Florida this weekend part owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, Yvette Prieto, wedding took place in the Episcopal Church, 300 guests, Patrick Ewing, Spike Lee, Ahmad Rashad, Tiger Woods. They say that Michael Jordan did what he did for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, hours and, hours. and it frustrates me because I didn't really think Michael Jordan was all that in a bucket of chicken growing up. I thought he was a ball hog. I was probably wrong. I like watching Tiger Woods because I hear that he's the greatest in my lifetime and no one's ever going to touch what he does in my lifetime. And again, I don't even play golf. I like dr- drinking a couple of beers, watching Tiger play on a Sunday if he's in contention. Because I hear he's the greatest of what he does. Seriously, be the greatest at what you do. And whether it's the greatest spouse, the greatest friend, greatest, I don't know, business reporter, be the greatest. You can do it today. Take your hand and pump it up and down a couple times and say I'm the greatest. Do it by yourself. Do it in the restroom. That kind of thought will help your career, and helping your career is one of the things that we want to do on this show. You only have so many years to work. You only have so many years to invest. You only have so many years to live off your work and your investments. President of the United States made a joke at the White House correspondence Dinner, and I always like a president to have a sense of humor because I think that's got to be the most worst job on the planet, right? Have we not seen a president get into that office and not age a hundred years in four to eight years? Conan O'Brien was there. Taylor Swift, Jay Z, Jay Z went to Cuba. Jay-Z says he got White House clearance. Like, I do want my president to be able to, like, uh, what are you talking about? Anyway, what do you want to talk about today? 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stock market, eh. We're moving higher, and we're moving higher off very weak revenues, and that's got some people freaked out. So far, half of the S and P 500 companies have reported. Analysts again have lowballed their earnings expectations, but again, we don't really put a lot of value in that phrase "beating analyst expectations" because last December I thought you were going to be a perfect 10. You're going to lose all your winter weight. And come early April, you're going to be in bikini shape and and ready to go. And then I saw it really wasn't happening. So I lowered my expectations. You hit the buffet table once too many. And I'm like, eh. She's still pretty good looking. I love her. Maybe she'll lose that weight by July, August. So I cut my expectations. Now, if you beat those expectations and lost... Honey, I lost three pounds. I'm like, no, no, you just had a big bowel movement. No, no I lost I- three pounds, trust me. I'm like, okay. Congratulations, you did good. You beat my expectations. Cost cutting has been a factor this quarter. A release of loan loss reserves for the banks have been a factor. A lot of buybacks off of a low cost of cash. These are not great reasons to be positive. These are okay reasons to be positive. Eh, it's better than a stick in the eye. Guidance has been pretty cautious. Demand has been relatively weak. Earnings for the third and fourth quarter of this year are probably a little too high. With that said, we're okay. We're not great. We're not bad. We're okay. We're maybe a little less than okay. I'd like to see us better. But you know what? We're not a stick in the eye. We're not dead. We're not cold. We're okay. This quarter's reporting not going to be blockbuster. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be epic. When a company reports 10% revenue growth instead of 10.2%, that company could you know, get hit. It could get smashed. But we're not getting 10% revenue growth. Apple had 10% revenue growth, and Wall Street's like, your numbers did not impress us. But tech companies like IBM down 5%. Caterpillar down 17%. Coca-Cola in the world of Staples down 1%. ExxonMobil and Energy down 12% revenue growth. A T and T down one and a half percent. Newcore which does basic materials down ten percent revenue growth. Like if you're looking at like a bellwether in any of these sectors, you're not seeing anything you want to see. Or maybe you're seeing it, I'm not seeing it. So Analyst expectations for the back half of the year are probably too high because the numbers on revenues are pretty pretty stagnant. With that said, just a little bit of good news in the employment front could go a long way. Central banks are going to stay on their current policy path. What's weird was I was a much younger man when the Federal Reserve started lowering interest rates. And I would have thought I would have been a younger man before they started raising interest rates. I don't know when they're going to do it. They say 2015. It could be 2020, 2025. Inflation's not a real boogeyman for the central banks at this point in time, and employment stinks. So their their end game has to be the same, or they think it has to be the same. If you raise interest rates and make cost of money more expensive, companies won't borrow money because to get a return on investment, you have to hit a home run versus hitting a single. Right now, to get a good return on investment, you just have to hit a single. This is Rob Black your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I just got an
2: email from somebody. And again, this shows you that I'm not going to say people are stupid. That will put you off from me. I've heard rumblings from various media sources the U.S. losing its status as the world's reserve currency, which would lead to our inability to print money to support the nation's multi 1000000000000 dollars debt. I know China, France, Russia, and Iran, Japan are all moving this direction. I'd be interested in your insight. You probably want it because you're an idiot. You're listening to media sources to base investment decisions off of. Media sources tend to get it wrong. You have to be very cautious of what's the goal of that media source. A lot of media sources develop news based on press releases. A lot of media sources develop news based on political leanings. A lot of news organizations develop news based off of youth. You know, a 20 year old who lives in the city of Seattle or San Francisco probably not going to develop the news that's based 20 miles outside the city. They're gonna say, Wow, there was a water main break in my city. I better report that. I saw that on my way to work today. And the real story out there may be that, you know, school systems numbers are going down across all districts. The real story may be that, you know, real incomes aren't rising enough to support taxes that support other people's real incomes going up that support things like school systems and fire departments. So, Kimberly's an idiot because she's falling for what the news is throwing at her. I hear from various media sources the U.S. is losing its status. Great! I'm glad because this is what I refer to as investor Darwinism. People like you are stupid. You're going to lose money, and that makes my job of having to make money a little bit easier. If you invest in headline news, you're going to lose. I invest in capitalism. I diversify. People who do it the other way around are going to get hurt badly. That stinks because, you know, Kimberly's ends up in a trailer park. S p and p 500's up nine. The Dow's up 69. The Nasdaq up 27. Welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. I'm Rob Black. Uh, Chad, you're a financial planner. People can find you at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. In, in my book, I wrote a chapter called Home Equity Loans are for Losers, and the reason I did that was I wanted to point out that home equity loans are basically a line of credit, and you can actually get into trouble with them with, with where you put that money, why you're spending that money. I want to talk a little bit about this because I, I think it's, although not a popular trend today, it is something that people view incorrectly. The home is not a piggy bank.
3: Yeah, and it, we'll cycle through a trend like that again sometime in the future. You know, we went through a debt bubble. It'll take 10 years, but people forget about it and it'll probably happen again. Um, it's it's one of those things where, first of all, most banks aren't willing to do this anymore. Right, it's, or they cancel the line of credits that are out there. Right, and so if you set it up, it's really for an, uh, an extension of your emergency reserve. So let's say you're in an industry that there's a lot of turnover, so tech sales, for example – a lot of people that are in sales in the tech industry, they jump from company to company, and three or four years later, they end up at the same company again. It's kind of like, who's the hot shot for the year? So those type of people, rather than having six months' worth of emergency reserves, they need to have more like a year's worth of emergency reserves, but that's tough to get to for a lot of families. And when you're trying to get enough into your 401k to max the match, you've got kids, you've got you know other issues that you're dealing with, to, to accumulate that much cash is tough. So I, I would look at it as an emergency reserve. Um, extension and only use it for an emergency,
2: and again, you and I differ at times because like i don 't like home equity lines at all. um You borrow basically and hope a, a meteor doesn 't hit your house, and sometimes meteors hit your house, you take out fifty thousand dollars, and you know there 's an interest on it, mm. so you have to you know outperform that interest, otherwise you know uh, it starts working against you pretty quickly. You assume no other crisis hits like you just brought up like it 's emergency money for some people, but sometimes emergencies hit back to back to back. And now you have nowhere left to go, and suddenly your home is being foreclosed on. So I'm not a big fan of home equity lines. I think we were taught by our parents, like, hey, tap the house when you need money. You know, get a a refi, get a second mortgage, a third mortgage, things along those lines. Those rules, I don't think they apply today. I think they should be um, really
3: frowned upon and and feared. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, first it was tap the home equity line of credit to to buy tech stocks. You know, remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) That just nailed a lot of people. And then it was turned around and tap the equity line to put more into your home, which then fell in value. The only time I like people to take equity out of their home is if they're going to go use it to make another real estate investment. Okay. You know, where they can take enough money out to put 30% down on another property, have enough positive cash flow to pay both loans then that way it's, it's, it's a good overall deal if that family is prepared to do it, meaning you're maxing out your 401Ks, you've got years' worth of income saved up on the sideline in addition to your emergency reserves so you can deal with vacancies. The ugliest, One of the ugliest financial scams that I've seen out there is when people pull home equity out of their house to buy either stocks from somebody or an annuity or a life insurance product. That is one of the worst scams and the most heavily sold issues out there and I mean, there's videos all over youtube about it
2: which is interesting that you bring that up because in our industry we can't use the word scam unless it truly is a scam i mean it's something that can get you sued but a lot of people are being sold you know an amazon bestseller and it's not a bestseller it's a guy who does a vanity press of his own book and calls it a bestseller because mm-hmm. it's tough to check those kind of things right. and some of them even get on on, on pbs and they're telling people to take money out of their home to put it into a life insurance product, and it's a, a win-win. Like, I hate that. It drives me nuts. My, my problem with home equity lines of credit is people buying cars, buying stuff that they really shouldn't have bought. Right. Because they're, they're like, ooh, I got 80000 from the house, and I'm going to go buy an $80,000 car when the lifestyle doesn't really make sense for buying an $80,000 car.
3: Yeah, they use a, an, a loan that has a variable interest rate to go out and buy depreciating assets, so you're compounding your, your stupidity. I'm with you.
2: That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com or find him at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Dedicating the show to getting you to retirement. Some days are better than others. I know that. My goal on this show is not to be sexy, although I'm pretty sexy. My goal on the show is to get you to retirement. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a star. I can give you positive spins on negatives. I can give you negative spins on positives. Corporations are growing profits as sales are falling. That is alarming on one hand. Sales are falling. Things are great. That's alarming. On the other hand... If sales improve, isn't the next phrase in your head like profits are going to explode? That's a good thing. So you kind of have to be a little bit careful on betting one way or the other. March reading of pending home sales is out. Sales jumped 1.5%. Contract activity. It's been in a very narrow range the last couple of months. Little movement is expected in the near term sales, closings. They should edge up, but there's not a lot of supply out there. So sometimes these numbers will start looking a little bit worse, like we didn't sell a lot of homes, but there weren't a lot of homes for sale. Job additions and rising household wealth are supporting the housing market. Tim Tebow is out of a job today. For those of you with quarterback positions that need to be filled, Maybe call him up. For those of you with running back positions, maybe call him up. If you're a quarterback guru, maybe you whisper in his ear. The Jets have too many quarterbacks. Mark Sanchez, Greg McElroy, Matt Sims, David Garrard, Geno Smith. He succeeded in Denver when basically the coaching staff bent over backwards to make him succeed. But not so much in New York. A lot of people would say it's an unmitigated disaster that's eventually going to cost Coach Rex Ryan his job. I don't even know what I'm talking about. If you think I'm a sports guy, you're listening to the wrong show. But then again, there's other sports shows that really aren't that much about sports, so we can go that direction. Stock market's higher today. It's higher for the month. It's for the last six months. And yeah, I, I get your troubling email like, screw you, Rob Black. I want to put a bullet in your head. I get your troubling email that you think things are bad and going to heck in a handbasket and things continue to go higher. I get people's desire to be right, but again, play the game. SP 500's up at 8, the Dow's up 63, the NASDAQ up 26. There's enough profits out there. There's cheap cost of money. And yeah, there's a lot of boogeymen out there. Europe doesn't look good. But you know what? Everyone at the water cooler today, even that new hire, that person who looks like a total doofus, that person who's got an overbite that can only be considered epic. And thus created a a show on Fox called Overbite Dude.
1: I'm Overbite Dude, and I fight
2: crime. Yeah, that person even knows Europe has problems. It's not like you're a rocket scientist genius, rocket sled maker extraordinaire. We all know it. And that's the truth. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. You're listening to Rob Black your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Rob
1: Black has- Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station. I'm Rob Black talking.
2: I don't know all things investing, money invested in more. That was Young Blood. Young Blood being a young black band. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'm out of knowing today. I'm stunned by people's stupidity today. Young Bloodhawk is an indie pop band. And I kind of like indie pop bands. I admit it. I like zombie TV shows. I've probably been seen enjoying a Indie pop band or two in my life it's young Blood Hawk name is taken from a Herman Wouk novel. Um, all the good band names are probably taken, right? Young Blood Hawk played at South by Southwest, which I'm hearing is no longer a cool thing to do, like if you get a burning man now, you're basically a loser. You should have gone ten years ago when it was cool to go to Burning Man. If you go to South by Southwest Day, you should have gone five years ago when it was cool. If you go to Coachella, you're just basically a loser. Now Coachella is great. It's a music festival that every person should go to, even if you got a comb over. No, seriously, the comb overs are welcome. So Coachella, kind of a hip, cool thing to do, right? I want to start my own festival. I know you're saying, it's got something to do with the blackheads. No. I want to start Lobster Fest. Where we just all get together and eat rock lobster and Maine lobster and just eat lobster. Do we talk stocks? Not necessarily. We just eat lobster. I know you're saying, sounds like a party. I know, right? is in the news today, they're going to report results that I think are going to be in line, just slightly ahead of expectations. They're going to report this Wednesday. If you take a look at their data, they, on some ways, shape or form, reflect a lot of the modest slowdowns in the world. It's a that's priced for perfection, and I hope they underperform at some point so I can buy more shares. Visa plays into a lot of industry themes. Visa is a company that was around the day I was born. Visa will be around the day I die. So I could invest in Visa and say, you know what? Capitalism is going to take care of itself. Will they be the best of the best? Maybe not. I don't know. Will they muck it up so bad that they're humiliated and shamed? You should wear the scarlet letter V for Visa. Shame on you. I doubt it. So I'm going to blindly say, you know what? I'll invest in Visa. And yeah, will there be things that come up that mess them up? Could be. Company Square, company PayPal. They could totally mess up Visa. But you know what? The day I was born, Visa was around. The day I die, I think they'll be around. Are they up for the challenge? Ladies and gentlemen. I'd, I'd bet on Visa a rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Do I think they're going to eat Square and PayPal? No. Do I think the future payments... Let's
1: get ready for rumble!
2: Do I think payments are going to change? it too. I'm hoping. I'm keeping my little fingers crossed. I know you're saying, little fingers. Yeah, my fingers are like little sausages. My fingers look like little Vienna sausages. And what's funny is they taste like little Vienna sausages. And then you're saying, Vienna sausages? Were you raised in a trailer park? I was not raised in a trailer park. I was raised by wolves, okay? Let's not confuse the story. I'm hoping Apple comes up with some sort of payment technology. Because I do want to see payment technology evolve we can 100% not 100% we can get rid of a lot of fraud in this world if we start coming up with retinal scanners or fingerprint scanning technology's there your Google phone could recognize your face right now you could lock your phone with your face now what's not good about that is sometimes I wake up and I think I've had a stroke I know you're saying you've had Bell's palsy no, no I just think I've had a stroke and my face is all messed up, and it takes me a little while to get it back into place. So I don't want my phone recognizing my face because some days I don't wake up. Let's just say this, meow. Right, right. You with me? You with me on that one, meow. So yeah, um, Apple's got a developers conference coming up in June. June. You mean I have to get through May to get there? Yes. But we need someone who's a big tech company, someone who's making stuff that we're all consuming to to change. Is it going to be a watch? Is it going to be a wallet? Is it going to be a TV? I don't know. But we need some sort of things that we're like, is it going to be our car? It's got to be something that's in our everyday lives. And Apple's pretty well positioned for that. Keep in mind, Apple just started selling the iBeetle. Well, they didn't start selling it. Volkswagen started selling it. And it's, you know, kind of got some inspiration by Apple. And that in and of itself is not that big of a story. But I don't know. I think I'm just rambling at this point in time. I don't think you're even listening. This microphone's not even on. S p and p 500's up today. Nine points. Nine point one one. Nine eleven. Make a wish. Don't make a wish on that. Dow's up 67, Nasdaq's up 27, 10 year treasury's under 2%, it's at 1.66%. That's bad. Gold sits at 1472 an ounce.